You're listening to the Dirtbag Diaries, a production of Duct Tape Then Beer. It's just over a year since Malin sent her first email to the Dirtbag Diaries. We put out a call and you answered. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go back and listen to the Paul's Boots episode from January. Okay, so three pairs of boots and a goal of helping Paul achieve his dream of hiking the Appalachian Trail. Three pairs of boots hit the trail in March and started getting passed along to individuals or groups of hikers. By the end of August, two pairs of boots had made it to the top of Katahdin. By early October, Paul's boots had covered all 2,189 miles of the AT. Fitz and Isaiah spent three weeks burning the midnight oil. And after crushing countless cases of La Croix and a few office bivvies, Paul's Boots has turned into a soulful 37-minute film collaged together from the best moments captured from Paul's journey down the trail. If you haven't seen it, you can watch it for free on REI's blog. And we'll put a link to it on our website, too. So, the film's done. Yay! But in so many ways, that's not the end of the story. First, there's one more accomplishment to celebrate. One that didn't quite make it into the film. At the beginning of October, a thru-hiker summited Katahdin with the third pair of Paul's boots. My name's Alexander Newland. Alex started thru-hiking from Springer Mountain, Georgia, in April. And the entire time that he hiked north, he had a pair of Paul's boots strapped to his back. At four pounds, the boots were certainly not the easiest item to bring along for the hike. But Alex committed to Paul, and they hiked together for nearly six months. It's a big deal when any thru-hiker tags the sign of the northern terminus of the AT. But it was a big deal for Alex to reach the end of the trail for other reasons as well. Yeah, I have grand mal seizures. He was diagnosed in 2002, his freshman year of high school. And since then, his seizures have, understandably, affected all parts of his life. If he has more than three seizures in a year, the state of Florida can take away his driver's license. There's some jobs that won't even hire you just because of your epilepsy. But... Alex realized he wasn't willing to let his diagnosis rule his life. I was always worried about having a seizure on the trail, but I knew it wasn't going to stop me if I did have one on the trail. I had one the first attempt going through New York. Yeah, and it wasn't Alex's first attempt on the AT. Last year was my first attempt, and I got pretty far. I made it to the Vermont border, like 1,600 miles. I was with a, a trail family called Pampered Hikers at the time, and we uh, kind of lived it up in town. So I spent uh, my money too quickly, so I, ha- I was forced off the trail. It's rough leaving. You're so close, you just want to finish because you, you just you don't want to leave your friends. But you got to make the decisions you have to make. I knew I was going to go back to the AT. I just wasn't sure how I was going to do it, whether I was going to do it in sections or do another through hike. Then Alex heard Malin's letter. And hearing the emotion in her voice and her conviction to get people off the couch and to follow their dreams. I just wanted to help out in any way possible, whether it was going to be 
a small section or or the whole thing wasn't sure but I just wanted to give back to the community I felt like I could do it by tearing Paul's boots and helping him complete his dream as well as my dream Alex may have volunteered to carry a pair of boots as a way to give back to the community to take care of someone else but he quickly realized that Paul didn't just add a few extra pounds to his pack. Paul began to care for Alex and his crew of through hiking friends as well. He was taking care of my whole trail family. I mean, he kept us all together. He kept us all on task, kept us moving forward. It didn't take long for Paul to earn his own trail name. It just felt like the caregiver would be a good name for Paul. I figured it just fit. There were some moments where I had some tough thoughts, just tough days on the trail where I wasn't sure if I was going to finish money-wise or, or if I was going to complete the trail in time because I was moving pretty slow. But I knew I couldn't quit. I couldn't quit and come back. I had to complete a through-hike for Paul. Paul caught me on task. We completed it. We got it done. After completing it, I definitely look at myself as a uh, as a better person. Like I, I used to think of my epilepsy as a flaw. I didn't think of myself as a strong person, but completing the trail and completing the stream has encouraged me to do other things that I thought weren't possible for me. So with three pairs of boots back from the trail, we have quite the collection sitting in the corner of the office. We talked to Malin about what she wanted to see happen to the boots. In, in my wildest dreams, what I would like to see happen is I would like to see them keep going. I'd like to see Paul's boots continue to be an inspiration, continue to get people off the couch and out into the fresh air and paying attention to what they're doing with their lives. This is the part that completely blows me away because this is the part that I never anticipated. But the boots have taken on a life of their own. They're actually a person or an entity or a soul. I don't know what to call it. They're an actual living thing that people pick them up and it makes them happy. I get notes constantly of I, I was feeling really crappy and, and then I saw this thing on Paul's boots and I realized I needed to pick myself up and it's just, they've just worked magic with people on a level that it never occurred to me that this would happen, but they do. And if that can keep going, that'd be great. We agree, Malin. We think it would be a shame to let the boots sit in the corner and collect dust. And that leaves us with a real big question. Where do the boots go next? From the hikers, we've heard a few ideas bantered about. Through hike the PCT, the Continental Divide Trail, back to the AT to get passed along from hiker to hiker, state to state, shelter to shelter, skydiving, paragliding. We asked you to hike with the boots, and you responded. Now, 
we figure you might have an idea or two. Where do the boots go next? We can't coordinate the next journey for these boots, but maybe you can. If Paul's boots sparked an idea for you, commit to it. That's the point. Dream small, dream big. Then shoot an email to boots at ducttapethinbeer.com. Paul just might want to join you. After all, we all help each other achieve our dreams. Paul's Boots project simply would not have been possible without the generous support from REI. They supported the project financially, yes, but they did so much more, lending us an employee, organizing film screenings, delivering bags of snacks to keep morale high in the final weeks of editing the film. Every step of the way, they came through to make sure we had just the help we needed to do the project justice. Thank you guys, truly. If you haven't seen the film yet, you can watch it for free at blog. REI.com. A huge thank you to Malin, to everyone who volunteered to carry Paul's boots, to everyone who did carry Paul's boots, and in particular to Alex Newland, who carried those boots a really long way. Congratulations, Alex. Music today from Amy Stolzenbach and Publish the Quest. You can find links to the artists on our website. This episode was produced and edited by Jen Altschul. I'm Becca Cajal, and you've been listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. Thanks for tuning in.